this woman got off the train and stepped onto the platform, all hell broke loose. It was like the cutest thing. The guy looked at us really weird, kind of like, what the hell are these chicks doing? You know, they just, they're taking off the earrings. I don't understand why. One of my boys, he's like hitting me with his elbow, like, yo, look, look, look in the corner, this dirty ass. They didn't get off, and they didn't really move either. Next stop, 116th. You can get your weed. I'm Christina Baez, and you're listening to The Subway Portraits. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. The Subway Portraits is a bi-weekly podcast that serves as a living history of people's experiences riding in New York City's MTA subway. These stories, no matter how old or recent, are told by you, the commuters, the tourists, and the native New Yorkers like myself. On today's episode, The Earring, The Promise, The Bounce, and more, you'll hear a range of true tales from the cutie on the train pulling the fast one to never really knowing who you're sitting next to. Before we begin, I want to make it clear that the Subway Portraits does not in any way condone violence, discrimination, or abuse of any kind, verbal or physical. We simply collect memories and give them a place to live in history. Let's jump right in. The train bounce. I was on a train, two train going uptown with like six of my friends. So, you know, we talking bullshitting on the train. So one of my boys, he's like hitting me with his elbow, like, yo, look, look, look in the corner, this dirty ass nigga over here in the corner. So I look, some dirty ass bum with like like three, four blankets on top of him and shit. So I'm like, yo, what happened? He's like, yo, she's going up and down, up and down. So I'm like, nah, man, that's the train. The train's moving. He's bouncing around. So I go back. I'm talking with my boys again. He hits me again. He goes, look, the train ain't fucking moving now. Look. So she was going up and down. But we, yo, there was no women on the train. It was all men. So. Motherfuckers got up and just started stomping his ass out, beat the fuck out of him and just stomped him down, got off the train on 116th. That was the weak spot anyway. <laughs> and that was it. Oop, there it is. <laughs> this one is funny, but not funny. Um, <laughs> I was on the L train. Um, headed towards Bushwick. Um, I got on the L train at East 105th Street. I believe the year was 96. Um, I went to go to my friend's house. She was with me, so we were going to her house in Bushwick. And um, we used to wear big earrings, the big bamboo earrings. You know, of course, um, back then, Earrings were always great if they were big. It's kind of like the bigger, the better. So, of course, I have my Selena bangs. My hair is in a big bun because my hair used to be like super long. 
um, I have my mascara on and red lipstick with the brown lip liner. <laughs> so anyway, I'm on the L train with my friend and uh, we're talking, we're chit-chatting and there's a guy sitting in front of us. So at first I'm like, oh man, he's kind of cute, you know, like, you know, hey, but I must have been like maybe 15 or 16 back then in 96. So we were just hanging out, whatever, um, after school. And um, the guy looks at us, but he, I felt weird. I felt like he was looking at us, but he wasn't looking at us. I can't explain it. Anyway, I tell my friend, I don't know, but something tells me we should take off our earrings. And she looks at me. And she goes, why? I said, I don't know. But something's telling me we should take off our earrings. She goes, okay, I mean, if you want to take off your earrings, take them off. I'll take them off with you. I said, okay. We're approaching Atlantic Avenue. Um, and I said, all right, I'm going to take off my earrings. The guy looked at us really weird, kind of like, what the hell are these chicks doing? You know, they just, they're taking off the earrings. I don't understand why. So we take off our earrings. As we're approaching the next station, which is Broadway Junction, our earrings are in our book bag. At that time, we used to wear Jansports. I don't know if they're popular again now, but back then we used to, you know, have our Jansport. Um, I put the earrings in the Jansport. And, you know, we're talking, laughing, joking around like two silly girls. And the guy approached us and said, that was a real smart move. And we looked at him like, what? He turned around, snatched the earrings off another girl on the L train and ran up that station. We were in shock. We were like, oh, he just robbed that girl. That could have been us. You see how it was quiet? That's how speechless we were. That's how speechless that girl was. Just like that. It was literally crickets. It's kind of like a pause right there. I felt like not even the, the train moved. Nobody moved. We just all looked at each other like, oh my God, that just happened. We felt bad for the girl. But, I mean, we had to keep it moving. And ever since then, I always took my earrings off as any time. I boarded any train and any bus. Heated but chilled. So I was taking the one train to the Upper West Side from Midtown, and um, it was summer and it was really hot and sticky. Um, people get real agitated in the subway, and there was this. Um, middle-aged black guy and then a little bit younger looking white guy with a ponytail. And I didn't really see how the com uh, conversation or argument started, but um, it kind of got more and more heated. Most of the black guy kind of yelling at the white guy. And then eventually I couldn't really make out even what they were saying, but he ended up like, slapping him in the face. And uh, the white guy just has this like shocked look on his face. Um, but what was so funny about it is that then like, at the next stop, well, first of all, before the next stop, you can't go anywhere. I mean, the doors are shut. So they didn't go into an all-out fight. And so then at the next stop, it wasn't either of their stops. 
they didn't get off and they didn't really move either. And after like not too long, a white guy like picks up a book and starts reading the book. <laughs> and they're like standing right next to each other still. And then maybe like two or three stops later, uh, the black guy just like gets off. And then a couple of stops later, the white guy just gets off. And that was just like the end of their day. They just had to have a little jaw out and then go about their business. More stories to come. But before we get to those, are you thinking about your own subway memory? Then share it with us. Whatever your story may be, it could have a place in this living history for future generations to reference. You can record your memorable subway experience on our website at www.thesubwayportraits.com. You can record from your cell phone, laptop, or desktop. And to make it easier for you, I've added the direct link to record your story in this episode's show notes. I also want to give a huge thank you to everyone who submitted their stories. Your experiences will live in this digital time capsule, officially a part of this living history. Thank you. Now back to the show. Mind thy neighbor. Yo, yo, this is, this is my life. This is, this is what you expect when you take the MTA transit line. A bunch of normal people. And by, when I mean normal people, I mean just a bunch of freaks and weirdos. And sometimes people that aren't, mentally stable but they are and that's what this is why i got to share my story my name's worldwide rev i was uh getting into work had to hit the rockefeller center i had to hit the d train and connect somewhere in town you know how that shit goes from brooklyn man and you know there's proper subway etiquette that we all share when it comes to everyday commuters and and then everyday random freaks, weirdos, and mentally unstable motherfuckers that are on the line. One day I step on the train, you know, the D train, I don't ride it much, don't tell nobody. I step on and, and, you know, I see an open seat and I'm looking around at everybody like, okay, looking for signs, like, you know, that look, that yeah, 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 sit there, don't sit there kind of look. And nobody gave me that seat. So I'm sitting here looking and I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers must be afraid to sit down next to this black woman. I'm like, yo, fuck that. I'm going to show them how we do this, you know? Man, I, I, I sit down, I'm like, hello, how are you, Sean? I'm fine. Boom, we're sitting, chilling, beautiful ride, you know? And I'm just kind of looking at everybody else, and, you know, they give me a little look, but nothing that, you know, none, none of that little tip of the, the head look or nothing. None of that little head knock shake like, yo, B, don't sit there, something's about to happen. So we're going, bung, 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 all the way through uh, Brooklyn, you know? We get into, uh, we get into, to, what the hell do they call that? New York City. And we're chilling. And, and, you know, at one point, I must have been, where is this, 34th Street? Yeah, it's 34th. You know, the woman next to me, she turns to me, she looks, she goes, oh, excuse me, sir. I need to get off right now. And I'm like, oh, no problem. No problem at all. So, you know, she gets up and goes, and I slide next to the window and shit. And, you know, people are just kind of looking at her, walk off. And I don't know what was in the air. But the moment this woman got off the train and stepped onto the platform, all hell broke loose. I'm like, what the fuck? She just gives a huge battle yell. Just screams. 
out of her, her hoodie, sweater, front pouch, the little kangaroo pouch in the front. She pulls out something, books it to the train across the platform, right? I'm like, yo. And she starts slashing motherfuckers on the next train. You hear people scream, ah! Like some shit straight, I don't know, it was real life, some shit straight out the, 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 the MTA subway line. Man, she's slashing motherfuckers, slashing, whoa, what the hell happened? And I'm sitting there, and I turn back, and I look at all the people that were, were on the train from Church Ave all the way, and man, ain't nobody said shit. They all gave me a look, and one dude was like, oh, I was trying to tell you. Motherfucker, you didn't try to tell me shit. Nobody gave that little... That little head nod, that, hey, blood, yo, don't sit there. She was wilding out. I was extremely disappointed with my my fellow brothers and sisters who ride the, the train. Like, what the fuck? You give that <clears throat> kind of, yo, don't sit there, B, situation. Nobody gave me that shit. Nobody. I'm sitting here next to Susan the Slasher and shit with no goddamn clue. She got a razor in her pocket. Yo, dodged that bullet, went to work late per usual, but that's how a real player does it in the city. You don't film that shit, you just watch in amazement. You, you might film like an ass whooping, but when somebody's slashing, you're like, I gotta, I gotta have my wits about me. That was some wild shit, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Alright, so y'all stay up and enjoy your day. And, and give a nod to somebody if they're about to sit down and next somebody who's wilding out. Peace. The Promise. So we were on the one train. I was on the one train. I was also coming home from Cathedral. And me and this girl, we um, we were really close. And we had, we like pinky promised to be second best friends because we both had first best friends. And it was like the cutest thing because we both like acknowledged that like, oh, we're buddies. But like the first spot was occupied. Open mic. So it all started at a party downtown. We would take the two train, drinking, partying, having a good time. And we would get on the two train. I don't know if you guys know the difference, but the two train, like the older train, the older train on the track, on that line, I'm guessing. So... The doors, the conductor doors were, I'll say, paper thin. So we would get on it, fucked up, partied out, kicked the door open, and there was a button, and voila, like magic, we would be the ones talking and taking over the train. Next stop, 116th. You can get your weed, you can get your drugs, you can get your whatever it was, and, you know, every stop, whatever we knew, we say the conductor would talk, we're going to come back there, we know where you are, and stuff like that. But um, that's my story. You can just kick doors in the two train and get press a button and start talking. Sometimes we would put music on and the whole two train would be dancing. Those are the good old days. Tune in every other Sunday to hear real stories told by real people 
And if you have your own subway story and want to be a part of the show, then record it on our site at www.thesubwayportraits.com. And if you can't remember that, there's a direct link in our show notes. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and review us. Thanks for listening and ride with us until next time.